Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to the next episode of the Quality Corner Show. While we are always bringing you some high-quality content, it is always more enjoyable when we get to involve some external guests. It's even more preferred when that guest on the podcast is a practicing pharmacist. Our guest for today's show reached out to us through our Equip support system. She was, like many of you, a pharmacist trying to understand how to better understand quality measures and how to optimize the available information to help her team improve. What's her secret to improving scores? Well, I'm not going to answer that question for you, but we'll have our guest provide her best suggestions. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Jermaine Germ Robinson, owner of Thrift Clinic Pharmacy in Louisiana. Germ, welcome to the show. Hey, Nick. It's really great to be here today. Thanks. Germ, this is very exciting for me to have you on the show. As a pharmacist, I always love speaking with other pharmacists. And thus far, I've really enjoyed our interactions as we've connected and explored the opportunity to have you on the podcast. Before we get into some of the questions for our topic of conversation, can you provide us with some background about yourself? If you don't mind, please share with our audience your experience as a pharmacist and a little bit of details about your pharmacy practice today. Sure, Nick. Well, I'm from South Louisiana, um, where the food is very good. That leads us to have a lot of cases of diabetes, high cholesterol, and hypertension, unfortunately for that. Um, 30 years ago, I started out as a pharmacist. I started out in hospital pharmacy, spent some time in compounding pharmacy. Then I got a taste of the big box chain in retail pharmacy. From there, I decided, you know what, I think I'm just going to do my own thing and ended up buying my own pharmacy. We're in a rural area and we probably average about 150 prescriptions a day. Um, I have a very small staff. It's myself, a pharmacist, two full-time technicians and two part-time delivery drivers. While I was employed with the chain pharmacy, I was able to get involved with MTMs through the outcomes platform. Then once I purchased Germs Thrift Clinic Pharmacy, I started working with the Marixa program. Um, it was there I signed up with Equip, I think it was 2016, with a previous PSAO. It wasn't until I switched to Pharmacy First, the new PSAO I'm with, that I was able to learn more about Equip. I think in 2018, I joined CPESN, which stands for Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network great organization. From there, I was chosen to participate in a program called Flip the Pharmacy, which has been a very good experience for me. Once I switched PSAOs to Pharmacy First, I was asked to be a part of a pilot program with uh, Medicine on Time, which is an adherence packaging. Great tool to use. What I initially did was go to the Equip dashboard and select outliers there that were recurring monthly. I enrolled them in medicine on time and began packing those particular patients' medicines. 
this was the beginning of my success to becoming a five-star pharmacy. Jerem, thanks for providing the information and background. Uh, I, I, I've really enjoyed, again, our conversations. Your experience as a pharmacist has been wide and varied, uh, both in the community pharmacy setting and otherwise. You've used a number of different tools to your quality improvement process. And I, I think those are items that are probably synonymous with the experience for many pharmacists that are out there. Uh, this is a great way for us to share some of the best practices or recommendations from our pharmacy partners. And on this Quality Corner show, we've discussed various elements of how you can engage the quality improvement process as a pharmacist and how your actions can help improve patient care. Uh, but while I can talk about that, and we'll, I can talk about that with some of the other PQS team members, it's even better if we can speak to somebody that's been putting it into practice, has been doing it day in, day out, in addition to dispensing the medications, in addition to counseling those patients on OTC items that are there, answering the phone calls, working through with the insurance questions. So you're able to do all those things, operate your pharmacy, and as you mentioned, you've been able to help your pharmacy improve its equip score. So um, to me, that's a really great opportunity. And if you don't mind, Jerm, I'd like to get into some of our questions uh, that, and have you further describe what your team has been doing. Uh, so are you ready to begin? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. So Jerm, my first question for you is going to be related to the quality improvement process for your pharmacy. Uh, you mentioned the couple of staff members that you have that you're relatively a small team, but you've been engaging uh, really the entire team. It's, it's a comprehensive effort. You're the pharmacist and the owner of the pharmacy, but who else is involved with your quality improvement process? Is this something that includes all of your pharmacists? Uh, what about your technicians? If you don't mind sharing some of your experience about how team members each have a unique role, role to play, I think the audience would really enjoy getting that insight. Yes, sure. Well, initially, of course, I am the only pharmacist, so it was just myself worrying about this. So uh, basically, in the beginning, I focused on just the outliers. All I was doing was spinning my wheels each month. I just didn't know what to do. Nothing was working. The game changer was when Tori Pearson with Medicine on Time, remember I discussed I was a pilot, doing a pilot program with uh, Medicine on Time and Pharmacy First. She introduced me to PQS's Brittany Boyd. And wow, that was an opportunity that just turned the light bulb on for me. After a couple of meetings with Brittany, sharing her knowledge with me of the Equip dashboard, my scores improved tremendously. I started using the info under analyzing the performance tab, which I had never done before. I just totally ignored it. I, I just didn't know about it. I'm not sure what, why I didn't know about it, but when she told me about analyze the performance, this allowed me to see which patients and which insurance companies I needed to spend more time on. She also helped me understand how this all ties into the CVS trimester reports. That's another thing I would get in the mail, look at them like, oh, I really don't know what this is about. And it's affecting my reimbursement. So she tied that in as well. Now I see the whole picture. And now that I have a better grasp on the situation, at that point, I felt comfortable introducing my staff to the process. Because again, I was just doing it all alone. Excellent. So Jerm, I really appreciate your details going through it. And if I'm uh, going through and summarizing what your experience have been, has been, 
And for a lot of pharmacies, initially it's, hey, we go and check equip. We go and put patients on MedSync and some of the other, um, or do an adherence intervention or do an MTM case that's there. But what really helped you turn the corner is understanding that uh, just getting patients into these services wasn't necessarily gonna be enough to get your team going. You needed to really identify the patients in the different performance programs, see where that information is equipped and taking a more targeted approach um, to that follow-up. That made you as a pharmacy owner feel comfortable with the data because it tied it to a purpose. And that allowed you to give better instructions, more informative instructions with your other staff members. Um, do it, it, have I summarized that pretty well here based on the experience that you've had? Absolutely, yes, definitely. Great. Well, we've started off here talking about how your pharmacy, uh, how you use all of your staff members for your process. And that's, that's certainly an item that uh, I recommend to all of the pharmacies that we work with, be it, be it a big pharmacy, be it a small pharmacy, independent chain, there's a good purpose to doing that. Uh, we've talked a little bit and you've already referenced some of the tools that your pharmacy has utilized. Many pharmacies will point to one or two things that they do to help manage patients and uh, often pharmacists or pharmacy technicians or members of the pharmacy team, they kind of stick with the tool that they know and that they, that they know best. And if something doesn't work, uh, it, they kind of may feel like they're stuck in a rut. Um, so how does your pharmacy take this approach to some of the services provided? Um, you know, it, it may be something where for patient Joe, uh, it may be packaging for patient Mike. It may be that they need a clinical intervention because they're having side effects. How does your team go through in identifying how to best work with the patients so that you're maximizing the time and effort that your patients spend or time spent with each of these patients? Well, you definitely have to step out of the box. At this point, it's no longer just filling prescriptions and like it was back in the day when I started pharmacy. So we had to change a lot of ways we did things. My lead tech started, as you mentioned, med syncing patients. And if anyone is not med syncing patients, this is a great tool to do, to do so. Um, at least if you're going to med sync the three medications that you know you have to watch out for your cholesterol medications your hypertensives and your diabetic medications um, so they can pick those up together and not get off sync um, another thing i focused on were the repeated offenders uh, as i call them of the outliers every month particular patients kept showing up as an outlier at that point i decided you know what I'm doing this thing with medicine on time. I'm going to start packaging these particular patients. And there were a lot of reasons after speaking to a couple of patients, especially elderly, they may have been just taking a diabetic medication once a day. It should have been twice a day. So once we started this adherence packaging, it got them in a routine. They became compliant. I've been doing this for two years with the majority of those patients and they're 100% compliant. They've never been an outlier again, which is to me a great thing. Those that we didn't package medications for, if their insurance allowed it, we would do 90 day supplies. And it's amazing because I actually ran a report last week of the amount of 90 day fills I did in 2019 when I was a three star pharmacy to the 90 day fills each month and uh, compared to 2020, I'm up 60% on 90-day fills. 
So I went from three stars to five stars. That played a great role in it as well. We also use Pioneer software, which I'm shouting out to Pioneer because that's a great computer system. Hands down, when it comes to reporting, they're great and they're very helpful. So we are able to run reports just focusing on MTM meds. And I'm doing the little hand gesture for quote unquote MTM. Um, so my tech runs these reports weekly of patients who are on particular insurance companies listed under the Analyze Performance tab. And this is a very good way to make sure no one falls through the cracks. At that point, she coordinates fills for them. And then my other technician starts making phone calls to the patients. It's really, it, it, it's, it takes no time to do this. And another important thing I might add is to keep up, if you can, find time, which you can, your outcomes platform because a lot of times you'll have tips in there and they're letting you know that someone may be on a 90 day fill and they're coming up for refill. So if, if you didn't catch it, then the MTM outcomes will enlighten you about that. So Germ, with all these different solutions or ways that you're taking the approach, what's been perhaps the biggest difference when speaking with pharmacies about what helps make them effective um, you know, having this approach with a number of different services, having the team, it, all of your team members involved, is this something where it helps reduce the time needed to follow up with the patients? Is that the biggest benefit? Is it something where you're just seeing more patients become adherent quicker? Um, is, is there any one element that you can point to that's really shown the best, best purpose uh, to help your pharmacy improve? Just uh, finally me realizing I needed help and asking for help um, by calling Brittany and she helped me tremendously. When I started seeing a clearer picture then I just said, you know what, I need to involve the staff. And you know, being just really three full-time employees, time is the matter. On Wednesdays we're slow, so that's our day to maximize our time and we get things together. There's always a spot in a day or a day of the week that you can do so. And it's just a matter of finding that time, finding the right people and doing the right job for that particular person. The motivation can play a big part and going back to it for you was the education, understanding how these pieces fit together. Once you understood it and knew you had to prioritize it, suddenly you find the time one way or another. And as you've gotten better with the system, you find that you're spending less time to get good results as well. Absolutely. I know for a lot of pharmacists getting a new program started, I mean, just any kind of new program, or even if you're learning a new skill at home. Um, for some people, it may be learning to cook a new meal, right? Or, or bake a cake a different way. The first time you try it, it's gonna be a little bit more stressful. It's gonna take more time. But once you do it for the second, third, fourth time, it becomes a lot easier. It starts to become routine. And it sounds like your pharmacy has taken that same approach and you've been finding some of those same benefits now. Excellent. Well, Germ, we're gonna move on to the third question for this series. and. While we've talked about this and I just mentioned how it's important having that routine, I also want to know how you help to keep your staff motivated. It's very human to feel negative or down when something doesn't work, and that can be expected with the quality improvement process. You're not going to hit a home run every single time you come up to the plate, and that's okay, right? We want to take those opportunities that we miss, and we want to learn from them. 
Um, sometimes we do strike out and that's not so much negative, but it can become a negative if you don't learn anything from those uh, situations. So how do you co uh, combat this fatigue with your staff? How do you make sure that every single win, no matter how big or small, is celebrated? Um, what do you do to keep your team motivated and engaged? Well, Nick, first of all, I'm so fortunate. I have a great staff, albeit we're small, really fortunate. Um, they understand the importance of how patient adherence affects our reimbursements. And, you know, as that being said, we all want to get paid at the end of the day. And, yeah, there's times we strike out. There's times I drop the ball or we drop the ball. It happens. But you know what? We need to get up get back to bat, bat again, and, you know, learn from those mistakes. Just, it, they enjoy seeing my face light up when I see all green scores. <laughs> we all get excited, so we all celebrate that. It's, it's, it's great, and now that we have our routine, it's not so hard. It's not so hard, and the ball's not getting dropped that often. It's just a, a process that we get adjusted to. I'm very fortunate again. I'm proud of my staff, very proud of them. Ed Germ, I hope our I hope that everyone in our audience can sense the pride um, that you have in your staff. And because we're doing this over video, I can see the look on your face and smile as you say that. And I know that comes from a, a place of true meaning and that's absolutely great to hear. Related to this, something that I'm interested in, and this was not on my, my list of scripted questions for us, but what about the patients? Um, that's something we haven't addressed specifically, but what, is, what, what does this mean for the patients? Do they see and notice a difference for how your team has been operating and doing the follow-up for them? What feedback have you gotten from your patients uh, about the changes that you've made? It's, it's quite funny because those that I'm packaging, they're calling me ahead of time. I don't even have to call them. Or is my medicine ready? They really enjoy the fact that the elderly especially enjoy that special packaging it, that is just amazing and this one particular patient i'm referring to she's one that i could never get her to take her medicines right and now that i packaged them she calls me at least three or four days before is my medicines ready or are my medicines ready yes ma'am they are and you know we'll bring them to you but at the end of the day, we want those patients to be well. And when I have to tell them, you know what, I forget to take my medicines too, I'm guilty. You know, you, you have to let them know it's okay, you forget, but we got to get them back on track. And um, it's just having a conversation with them and, and let them know you're just like them. You know, you forget to take your medicines. Uh, at least I do. Um, I shouldn't be speaking for everyone, but you know, we're all human. Yeah, we certainly are. I, I know I've had my personal experiences with that. None of us are perfect. We're all going to be learning and growing and we all have our own ways. Uh, I know for myself, it, not necessarily medications. Uh, I've gotten in trouble, quote unquote, trouble with my, with my dentist about some of, uh, you know, making sure that I'm flossing. And my dentist needed to have that same conversation with me. And, and it was upon having that, it was the realization that, you know what, as a pharmacist and as someone who's worked with patients, we have this same type of conversation with, with patients all the time. And as a healthcare provider, I need to get on top of this myself. 
Um, if I think it's important patients are taking their meds every day, well, that means I should be flossing every day. It's really the same concept. It's okay if I miss one or two days, but I need to make sure I have that motivation to do it routinely. <laughs> Great. Well, Jerm, um, I really love this discussion and have greatly appreciated the hearing about the approach that you've taken for your pharmacy. It's really uh, a positive to see that um, someone can take, can take this and as we said before, understand the information, look to understand the details, understanding and having that knowledge is power that allows you to keep motivated and to keep pushing with your staff. You've seen a lot of wins and when you've had some that aren't too exciting you know, news, you still get back up and get back on the horse to keep going. Um, that, that's really a big, big driver. Uh, when we get to this part of the podcast into the end, we usually like to talk about a topic that's maybe a little bit fun or maybe a little bit different. Um, so for you, I, I want to ask, you know, what are you thinking about next for your pharmacy, your considerations? Uh, it's certainly the world that we live in now in, in mid-2020 is a lot different than what we thought it was going to be months well, ago or years ago. <laughs> but what are you excited about for your pharmacy? What's the next thing you're thinking about or the next way that you're going to provide service to patients? Do you mind shed, shedding a little light on, um, on, on what you're thinking about doing next? Well, funny you should ask because uh, last month or the end of May, I did a virtual online class with Ali uh, Avant Institute. It's called the Ali course, which is advanced learning immersion experience, I believe. Yes, I think that's it. With Amina Abubakar, um, this focused on chronic care management services such as that, which is where I'm kind of going into, hopefully. Um, I just recently teamed up with Well Ahead Louisiana to begin doing this chronic care management. It's a new, new thing for me, which I'm an older pharmacist having to step out of the box from filling these prescriptions all day long to doing clinical services. So it's kind of scary. However, it's time for a change. And um, I'm hoping to get from this, as I've increased my scores, you know, became a five-star pharmacy with my Equip scores, Doctors are now being also challenged with quality metrics. You know, they're being scored. I'm sure their reimbursements are going to depend on that as well. So if I could get into collaborating with physicians, hopefully I can help them improve their scoring as well. And at, at the end of the day, also having better quality care for patients. Yeah, it's absolutely 100%. If we're if, if the things that we're doing are working, it's going to be a better experience for the patient, right? And that's why I think a lot of us got into pharmacy. I won't uh, speak for, for every pharmacist that out there, but speaking for myself, hearing from you, Germ, uh, that really does seem to be the biggest driver. Uh, Germ, I, I do thank you very, very much for all the information and insight today. I know I've really enjoyed it. And while, again, I said this at the beginning, we can talk about quality improvement. It's a little bit more helpful when we've got a pharmacist that's on the front lines doing this day in, day out. And, and that's what you and your staff are doing. Um, a question for you, if you don't mind, if any of our listeners want to learn more about your experience, um, is there a way that they can contact you and, and, and share any uh, kind of questions or maybe try to learn best practices? Oh, absolutely. I would actually love helping anyone out. My phone number is 337-948-4441, and that's my work number. Or they can email me, and I'll say it first and spell it, thriftclinicform at gmail.com, and that's T-H-R-I-F-T-C-L, 
I-N-I-C-P-H-A-R-M at gmail.com. Um, I understand how hard it is, you know, to go from filling prescriptions all day and having to step out of the box, trying something new. Um, it can be done. You just, that's why ask for help, call me. I would have very much love to help everybody out. Um, as a great songwriter once wrote, the times, they are a changing. It's time for us to do the same. Yeah, we certainly are. And Jerem, again, I thank you very much. Uh, I, I love, really, really love and appreciate your intentionality. That's a word that myself and Cora from our PQS team that we use a lot when it comes to the actions that we're taking and making sure that every action we take is meaningful and it has a purpose. And I think you really, you really embody that approach as a pharmacist and for your team. So kudos to you. Uh, it was very, very important for us to hear the voice of a fellow pharmacist, someone that is not only reviewing and absorbing this different performance information, but you're also utilizing it to continuously review and evaluate services that you're providing for uh, your patients. The keyword we often use here is that it is a process. Process is that keyword, and it's just that. It's going to be something that continues to evolve. It's going to be something that continues to change. New elements will be introduced. There's going to be new ways we review this information, but it's all done in a way that we can continue to review, uh, identify what we do well, what we need to do some work on, but ultimately that's going to lend itself to a better outcome. Um, that's a better outcome for our pharmacy but more importantly, it's a better outcome for the patients. So uh, for our listeners here uh, at the PQS uh, Quality Corner Show, we greatly uh, appreciate Germ for coming on to the podcast today. She's been one of our best guests, if not the best guest that we've had on the show, really providing us with some great insight into how a pharmacy can operate successfully to help improve the outcomes for their patients. Uh, but with that, we've provided enough food for thought today so we're going to go ahead and close out the show. So until next time, our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends and each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.